This week's episode of the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast features an interview with Dennis House of WFSB, host of the Sunday morning political talk show, Face the State. We discuss the similarities between covering sports and politics, talk about some of the sports-related political activities in the state, and a possible upset that's brewing in the Connecticut governor's race. Hope you enjoy. Here in Connecticut, we're dealing with some big elections, big races across the board, and sports has been brought up a decent amount in these uh, in these races. We've heard it brought up in debates you've moderated. Uh, candidates have made comments on it. For starters, for those who might not be as involved in the race, could you give us some background on the players uh, we've got, particularly in the race for governor? So the race for governor, the Democrat is Ned Lamont. And Ned Lamont is best known as being the man who defeated Senator Joe Lieberman in the Democratic primary, Senate primary, in the year 2006. He made national headlines when that happened. He campaigned on one issue, and that was that he felt that Joe Lieberman's Iraq war vote was wrong. And he defeated him, and he became this national hero among some progressive Democrats. He went on to lose to Lieberman that fall. Four years later, he came back, and he ran for governor against the mayor of Stanford, who was Dan Malloy. And for a while, Lamont was winning, was ahead in the polls, but then sort of toward the, as we got close to election day, it sort of flipped, and of course, Malloy ended up being elected. The Republican is Bob Stefanowski. He's a businessman from Madison, used to work for General Electric, worked overseas for many years, and he defeated four other Republicans in a five-way primary this past August. He got about 30% of the vote. And so it's uh, Lamont versus Stepanowski with the two major party candidates. And then there's Oz Griebel. Oz Griebel is an unaffiliated candidate, former Republican, who ran for governor in the year 2010. And now he's back running as an independent. He got 4% in the Quinnipiac University poll in August, but he has since sort of soared, you might say, to 11% in the most recent poll, which came out today. To to pull a sports metaphor, obviously, you know, the two-party system has been the way things have gone. So we've got the Democrat and the Republican. How big of an upset would it be if if Oz Griebel were to make some noise in this race? And uh, whether or not he wins it or not, or plays spoiler, there is a role for that underdog, uh, just like we see in sports. Well, I think that it would be a huge upset because even though Connecticut has elected an independent governor before, and that was Lowell Weicker 28 years ago in 1990. Remember, Lowell Weicker was a longtime Republican senator from our state and well-known. So he had a built-in voter base, and it was a four-way race that year, and so he was well-known to voters. Oz Griebel isn't necessarily well-known. He's very well-known in the Hartford area, which could help him. He was the longtime head of the Metro Hartford Alliance, former uh, head of Bank Boston and Fleet, Shamit, when it had all those names in the late 80s and 90s. So he's very well-known in Hartford, the city, and the metro area. He's well-known in the business community by other CEOs and things like that. So if he can parlay that, into some voter support, because Ned Lamont is, of course, from the Greenwich area. Uh, Bob Stefanowski is from Madison. So if, if, if he can capitalize on Hartford support, he may have some growth potential there. So in the debate you last moderated up at UConn, uh, 
there were a couple sports references that had been brought up, but, you know, a, a question was asked about UConn's conference affiliation. Um, I, I know Bob Stepanowski brought up how he used to take his wife to dates at Whaler games. Talk a bit about the role you think sports has played in, in the Hartford and Connecticut scene, you know, over the past few years, uh, at least in the 20 plus years you've been here in, in the area covering uh, at WFSB. Well, you know, UConn, of course, is, is, is huge. And some say that it's a, it, it's a fifth branch of government. Some critics will joke because they get a lot of money. It is the state's flagship university. And the athletic department, um, some will say, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I can't really give you some exact figures, but, you know, that it, that it loses money despite all the money that is spent. And um, they... Um, um, they used to be in the Big East, of course, and then they're not now. And this lesser division means that they're now playing teams like Boise State and things like that. People are kind of like, hey, you know, um, what are we going to do? You know, what are we going to improve UConn? And it's one of those questions that you know, the governor has some say in it because he can help lobby these conferences to see if he can get in. And there are some who say that if they went to a different conference, UConn would have a much different uh, standing nationwide. Right. And, and, and I think we saw that, you know, in the past when uh, teams had left for the ACC, Attorney General at the time, uh, Richard Blumenthal, had stepped in there uh, to sue some of those schools leaving. Uh, Governor Malloy, people had hoped with his BC roots, might be able to help with some of those ACC connections. So it definitely seems like it it's some role that the governor or, or our elected officials could play there. Um, I'm going to move on currently to some of the issues we face. And I know Governor Malloy has been a, a big um, proponent for getting hockey in Hartford. He helped get UConn. Uh, he was big in helping with that transition to Hockey East. Um, he, he's been vocal about uh, trying to bring the Whalers back. You know, he had sent that letter to the Islanders when they were having some arena issues. What do you see, sure. uh, you know, from your time in, in talking with Governor Malloy uh, and just the overall scene of hockey here in Connecticut? Listen, I think that Governor Malloy would like nothing more than to be able to persuade an NHL team to move to Hartford. And I think any governor, uh, you know, that would be a huge feather in his cap if they could get a team to move here. The big issue and, uh, is that they need someone. They need someone with large pockets. They need a very wealthy individual to come forward and say, hey, I want to own a team at Hartford. I'm going to put up all this money because it is going to be very expensive. You look at the, the expansion fees. Uh, that they're charging Seattle. I forget the exact number, but it's, it's, it's almost a billion dollars, I believe. And there's a lot of money to, 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 to get a team here. And what Governor Malloy and other experts have said, that if Hartford is ever going to get a, an NHL team back here, it's going to take, number one, it's going to take a new arena. Now, I'd like to believe that if a team were committed to coming here, that certainly um, that the everyone would get together and they'd figure out a way to get a new arena if, if a team was committed to coming here. I don't know that they're going to build one and then say, hey, we have this, will you come here? I don't know that that necessarily makes sense. But if you have a very wealthy person who wants to do it, then all the power to them. Um, so I think that um, uh, it's more likely that if Hartford ever gets another end, it's going to be a team that relocates from a, a city that perhaps isn't doing well. Interesting. And you talk a bit about the XL Center. I know funding for whether they uh, have been doing some renovations uh, in chunks versus knocking it down and starting from scratch, um, especially the dollar amount associated with funding going towards the XL Center has been a pretty 
hot topic over at the state capitol. What have you heard on that? And what do you think uh, the odds are of them actually getting funds to, to really put into that arena at first? You know, it's one of those things. You talk to Hartfordites and you talk to business leaders, and they all see the importance of getting that arena upgraded because it is such a focal point of the city. Uh, there are some who argue that maybe, you know, casino gambling could help. If the Mohegans or you know, the Pequots were putting a casino in downtown, maybe they would want to pick up the tab for renovating it. Look at, you know, if you look at the, 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 the decline of the Excel Center, uh, some of it certainly can be tied to uh, the opening of the casinos because they've certainly pulled away a lot of the concert business that used to be downtown. You know, downtown Hartford was the place where all the concerts went to, and now that's not the case. They all go to Mohegan, and um, and so that certainly is, has hurt the city. I think people know that a, a stronger venue downtown would certainly help. Do, do you think the success of the Yard Goats would help contribute to to some ideas and some funds going towards that? They've seen the success the team has had. Um, they brought a lot of people into the city. I know it was pretty controversial at first to, to move the team from New Britain to Hartford, but it seems like it's been quite the success that's uh, really benefited the city. Yeah, it certainly has. And you look at the trend, um, millennials and the trend in construction, millennials want to live downtown. They want strong cities. Companies want stronger cities. They don't want to be out in these urban office parks anymore. And so the yard goats, that whole investment has shown that if you build it, they will come and people want to be downtown. They're very close to, uh, to, to finalizing a deal to build apartments and restaurants and stores right around the yard goats, and that will certainly help downtown. So I think the more development, the better. And if you look at some of the construction, there aren't that many brand-new buildings, but there are some. The, the occupancy is, is, is in the high 90s, which is why they continue to build them, because millennials, and if you talk to some of the, the power brokers at the big companies downtown, like uh, like you know, the Travels Retina, their new employees who are 22 years old right out of college, they don't want to live 10 miles away and drive to work. They want to walk to work. They want to walk to their gym. They want to walk to restaurants. So it's very important to develop these cities. Right. So moving from some of these issues uh, we're seeing with sports and politics in the state, I'd like to prod a bit into your career so far. And one thing that we've always heard is sports and politics, covering the two are relatively similar, especially now with politics in the horse race factors, constant polling, dissecting winners and losers of debates. What would you say it's been like for you to cover state politics here in the state? I find it fascinating. You know, um, you talk about sports and politics. My last job when I worked for the CBS affiliate in the Grand Rapids, Michigan, Kalamazoo market, I was a sportscaster for a while there. So, um, but, but uh, you know, politics is one of the biggest stories in people's lives. Choosing who their elected officials are is huge. And so every job I've had, I've always had to interview politicians. And this is no different here in Connecticut. I enjoy covering it. I enjoy um, the favorite part of my job is face the state. I love sitting in the set and I love curling the candidates and asking them and getting to know them. And I have a pretty good relationship with most of the people who come on the program, even though we, you know, we do ask sometimes difficult questions. So during your time here at WFSB, is there a story on that sports and politics line that has stuck out to you as one of the more important stories you covered or, uh, or one that's really resonated with you the most? Well, I think if you, blend sports and politics together, one of the biggest stories 
that I've covered here was when the New England Patriots were interested in coming to Connecticut. And when Bob Kraft came here and signed a document saying he was going to come here, that was a both a political and a sports story and an economic impact story. That went on for some time that uh, Governor Rowland and state leaders, the House Speaker Tom Ritter and a few others, had struck a deal with the New England Patriots to move here. But you have to remember that the Patriots didn't really have the support at home that they have now. And perhaps there are some who say that, well, New England fans tend to be fair weather anyway. If you lose, you're, nobody comes. And, you know, the Patriots, you know, weren't selling out their stadium back in the day, and they didn't. They had an old stadium, and the city of Boston said, no. The state said, no, we're not going to build you one. And so they started looking elsewhere. And it wasn't until things were starting to really progress here in uh, Hartford that they realized, you know, this is really going to happen. So there were so many different facets to that story, and it, it, it made for a fascinating turn of events over the six months that this whole thing progressed, and that eventually fell apart. Right. Uh, no, that was a struggle for everyone here at the time who was excited to get a, you know, get another pro team back here in the state. Um, yeah, and I'll throw this out there, too. You, know, you have to remember, um, Connecticut, the Hartford television market, is the biggest television market in the nation without a major league sports team. We are bigger than Buffalo. We're bigger than New Orleans. Bigger than a lot of places that have been certainly bigger than Green Bay, bigger than Jacksonville. All these places have pro sports teams. We do not. So in terms of the television potential television revenue, that's why it hasn't happened recently because a lot of the teams seem to be more solid as to where they are. But 25 years ago, when you had the Oakland Raiders unhappy where they were, they're still unhappy, actually, um, the St. Louis Rams and uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, there were a lot of teams that were really unhappy with their stadium deals at home, including the Patriots, that once the Patriots decided that they weren't coming here, other teams were interested in coming here as well. They were interested to see what Hartford had to, had to offer and what Hartford had to market. Interesting. So I, I kind of hit you with this rapid-fire one. Do you think you'll ever see another pro sports team or major pro sports team since we have the yard goats, but a major major league team uh, here in the state again? You know, I think if we do, it's going to be hockey. I don't think you will see uh, major league baseball. I don't think you'll see major league hockey. I mean, you know, major league uh, basketball. I just don't see that happening. Major league football. It's just, I, you know, I think that ship has sailed. Um, drastic things would have to happen. If you look at, um, you know, the, like, you know, the New York, let's say the New York Jets and the New York Giants hadn't reached a stadium deal. Well, maybe there was a possibility that they could have floored the Jets or something like that. But I don't think that you're going to see an NFL team come to Hartford being squished in between Boston and, uh, and, um, and New York right now. I just don't see that happening. I think hockey has potential because it tends to be a more regional sport. And there are, um, there are, um, you know, some, some other markets where they just don't draw fans, like, you know, Miami and Tampa Bay for hockey, and even Phoenix doesn't do that well, though they said they're not moving. So that I could sort of see happening. And, you know, people love the Whalers. You know, people, um, it's like the seventh best-selling NHL name or something like that, I read. So, um, so I'm not ruling out that as a possibility. And you know what? Connecticut's a big hockey state. My son plays hockey. Towns have hockey leagues here. High schools have hockey teams. You go to Florida, kids do not grow up playing hockey. They just don't. 
Yeah, and we even we even have Whalers license plates here now. So so hopefully th- there'll be that push uh, to bring a team back. One of the other um, quick questions I'll get you on is uh, sports gambling has been an issue. I know Governor Malloy has been working hard and trying to negotiate something with the tribes. Where do you see that going? I know neighboring states uh, are getting it in quicker and quicker. We have MGM Springfield now competing with our casinos. Is this something you could see instituted within the next year or so here? Well, I would hope so. If they're going to do it, they need to do it relatively soon before they kind of miss the miss the train on this. You know, there's an old joke that in Connecticut there are two speeds, slow and stop. And so, you know, you need to kind of speed things up and, and uh Perhaps there should have been a special session or something to expedite this because you can't be losing out to uh, to the neighboring cities and towns. And, yeah, you know, I think that Springfield is going to bring that up. I think that's going to have a real impact on our state here because I already know of some people in this area here, the Hartford area where I live, who are going there over Foxwood and Mohegan because they say it's closer and easier to get to. All right. So what? Uh... Dennis, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us about some of these issues in sports and politics, uh, the upcoming governor's race and some of the issues there. Um, make sure everyone tunes in to watch Dennis on Face the State. And you guys are on at a new time now, right? Yes, we are now on at 8.30 every Sunday morning. And for the, you know, uh, we've got some great stuff in the month of October. And we hope you can join us. Great. Thanks so much, Dennis. I appreciate it. All right, Jared, I appreciate you doing this. It's a lot of fun.